Hi, friend. Thank you for tuning into Balanced Black Girl Podcast. So I'm releasing this episode the first week of December 2022, while winter is coming. We're closing out the year, but I wanted to let you know that we are going to be switching things up a little bit on Balanced Black Girl and moving to a monthly series model. So that means instead of having series that are six to seven episodes long, each month is now going to have its own theme here on the podcast, on our socials, and in Club Balanced, our community in Geneva. And with it being the last month of the year, I'm excited to kick off our final series of 2022 called Rest and Digest. So earlier this year, I did an episode on healing through rest and balancing your nervous system, which we'll link in the show notes. And I heard from so many of you how much you loved that episode. And I wanted to follow up during a time when it feels like we need to rest and digest the most, and that is the end of the calendar year. So between the holidays, which can bring feelings of busyness, loneliness, financial stress, overwhelm, diet talk, pressure from family, etc., coupled with the fact that it is winter, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere, and though I know we have a community of balanced Black girls in South Africa enjoying their summer, but for us up here in the North, it is cold, it is dark, and it can really take a toll on our mental health. So this is really the time of year when we need to pour in and take a bit of extra self-care. So I'm going to kick off our theme of rest and digest with a conversation about ways we can really take care of ourselves this winter. But I want to say if you are experiencing severe seasonal depression or any other medical concerns, please talk to a doctor. This is a self-care focused conversation and it's not meant to replace medical advice. So first, I want to talk about your circadian rhythm, how winter impacts your circadian rhythm, and just winter as a season, what it represents and what we're being called to do. Your circadian rhythm is basically your internal 24-hour clock that influences your energy levels throughout the day. It's what helps your body feel tired enough to fall asleep, alert enough to wake up, and helps regulate your mood and appetite. So let's talk a little bit more about how your circadian rhythm is impacted by winter. Now, according to the American Academy of Sleep Medicine, humans don't need to necessarily hibernate. (laughs) Uh, Like other animals, we don't have a biological need for drastically higher amounts of sleep during the winter than other times of year. However, winter-related fatigue is very real. Now, part of why you tend to feel more tired uh, this time of year is because of the shorter days. Now, when it's dark, your pineal gland in your brain is what produces melatonin. Melatonin is the hormone that regulates sleep. For some people, the short days can really throw off the natural balance of melatonin in their bodies, making them feel excessively tired, right? So if our bodies start producing melatonin when it gets dark to signal that it's time to go to sleep, that might be fine during other seasons when it starts getting dark during a time when we may be wanting to go to sleep, but this time of year when it's dark, it 430, that may not work so well with the other things that we're trying to balance. Now, another reason why we may feel more tired this time of year is a lot of the food we eat, especially around the holidays. We tend to reach for very high starch foods. We're eating more sugar. These things can cause blood sugar spikes and crashes, leaving us feeling more tired, right? Now, I share that just to say, hey, Here are some reasons why you might be feeling more tired than usual, but it's not to say that if you feel tired, you're doing anything wrong. Now, if you're feeling extreme daytime fatigue that is really impacting your quality of life, I highly recommend talking to your doctor. But if you're feeling a little bit slower, I actually want to invite you to embrace the slowness 
of this season. It's important to note that nothing blooms year-round. When we look to nature, this is the time that plants are down in the ground preparing for spring. They're getting the nutrients out of that soil to prepare to bloom later on when it's time to do that. Trees are shedding their leaves as they get ready to rest and rebuild. Winter is, is just not the season for blooming in nature, right? Winter is the season that we prepare to bloom. And with short days, long nights, cold temperatures, winter is calling us to rest, to dream, to examine our shadows, to embrace endings, right? The same way those trees shed their leaves, to create space for new beginnings, and to really focus on inward reflection. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't pursue a goal you're working towards, or if it is your time to shine, like shine, right? If it feels good to you and you've got the juice, go for it. But if you don't got the juice right now, that's okay too. It actually could be valuable to go inward more and to focus on preparation instead of execution, right? Application instead of consumption. So when we look at it from a spiritual standpoint, winter is an incredible time to start setting the stage for manifestations you want to call in. As a season of reflection, you're being called on to reflect on your journey, both this calendar year and before, to acknowledge who you are, where you are, and where you came from before you embark on where you want to go. So take some time to reflect on the year and visualize where you want to go next. And if you need help with this, I invite you to join our Geneva community where I will be posting reflection questions throughout the month of December to support your year-end reflection. Now, we're also coming up on the winter solstice happening on December 21st in the sign of Capricorn. Capricorn represents structure, discipline, and responsibility, which is where I think a lot of our New Year's resolution energy comes from. Oftentimes, our resolutions involve routines and new habits, which is heavily influenced by Capricorn energy. And it's why we tend to be drawn towards these things during Capricorn season. Now, if you really want to channel that Capricorn energy, let that guide your reflection because Capricorn also oversees areas of your life such as career, finance, and status. That can be a really great place to start. So pull your birth chart and look at which house Capricorn rules over. Even if you don't have any Capricorn placements, you still have Capricorn somewhere on your chart and that can give you good insight on what to focus on. Also look at your Saturn placement as Saturn is ruled by Capricorn, and that's also going to give you some good insight into where you can start reflecting and where you can start setting some meaningful goals related to habits and discipline. It could also be a really good time to reflect on events related to your career and finances this year. And start focusing on manifestations related to your career and finances. What job move would you love to make in 2023? How much money do you want to make? Do you currently feel aligned in your career or are you feeling called to do something else? These are all great areas to reflect on in this season to set yourself up for 2023. So I highly recommend lighting a candle, grabbing a journal, making some tea, and channeling the energy of the winter solstice to where you would like it to go. Again, this is the time of year that you're preparing for the bloom. So what do you want to bloom into? It may also help to create an affirmation for yourself to recenter on the intention of the season. 
And if you feel tempted to push too hard or go too hard, create your own phrase to help you realign. My favorite that I've been saying to myself daily when I feel activated or in scarcity or overly trying to control a situation is I deserve, I believe, I receive. That means I know what I deserve and am firm in my worth. I believe and have faith that what's for me is mine. And I am open and ready to receive it without force. So when I say I deserve, I believe, I receive, that's what I mean. And if that resonates with you, then borrow it, use it, customize it, make it your own. That's the beauty of affirmations is they can really be tailored to you, what you need, and your experience. So just to recap that first part, talking a little bit more about winter. One, it is natural to feel a little bit slower and to want to rest more. If that is what your body is calling you to do, then do it. Go inward, start resting, start reflecting, digest what has happened this year. As we approach the start of winter, December 21st, that winter solstice, the longest night of the year, really start channeling some of that Capricorn season energy to reflect on your routines, your habits, your career, your finances. Look at how those things have felt for you this year and start mapping out what you want those things to feel like in the upcoming year. And if you start feeling really activated, if you start wanting to go really hard and your body is wanting you to pump the brakes, create an affirmation to recenter yourself and to focus more on the preparation instead of the bloom. Again, my favorite that you can borrow is I deserve, I believe, I receive, which means I let things come to me without force. Today's episode of Balanced Black Girl is brought to you by my favorite mindfulness and meditation app, Open. Meditation can feel really intimidating. When you have a lot on your mind and a lot on your plate, sitting still can feel impossible. And then when you try and sit still for a mindful minute and still have thoughts and to-dos creeping in, it can feel really discouraging. That's why guided meditation can be so helpful, and my favorite guided meditations are on Open. I've tried so many mindfulness and meditation apps, and Open is the one that has helped me be more consistent with my meditation than ever. I love the variety of classes and teachers they have, the different topics their meditations cover, and how easy they are to follow, even when it feels like you have a busy mind and need a little extra support focusing. Another practice Open has helped me get more comfortable with is breath work. Can I be real for a second? Breath work is really hard for me. (laughs) I have done entire episodes of the podcast about breath work, knowing that I struggle to get through breath work sessions myself. It's uncomfortable. It's been hard for me to stick to, but the breath work classes on open have made breath work so much more accessible. And with just a one to three minute breath work class, I'm able to cultivate much more calm. And it's really helped me incorporate the practice into my daily life. Take a mindful minute to check in with yourself this holiday season. You can try open for 30 days free to take any meditation, movement, and breathwork classes you'd like by visiting open-together.com slash balanced. Again, that's open-together.com slash balanced for 30 days free of meditation, movement, and breathwork classes.
So now I want to talk about practicing self-care in the winter and some of the ways that we can take care of ourselves physically. Earlier, I talked about what our circadian rhythm is, how the season of winter impacts it, and I really want to circle back there. Particularly, if you're feeling really tired, it could be beneficial to support your circadian rhythm. So let's talk about some ways that you can reset it in this season. The first, be as consistent as you can with your bedtime. There are some seasons of life when sleep is just not what it optimally should be. Okay. If you have a baby or maybe a work schedule, shift work, you know your situation better than I do. So please don't compare yourself to people who do not have that situation. But this time of year, routine becomes so important. So if you can be as consistent as possible with when you go to bed and when you wake up, it really helps your body adjust, especially during this time when you're likely feeling more tired. Now, morning routines are all the rage, have been for years now. Y'all know I love a good morning routine, but I would actually recommend that you start putting a bit more attention towards your night routine this time of year, right? We have longer nights, so that means that is probably where you should be focusing your self-care. Now, when it's flipped and it's the summer and we have long days, sure, focus on the routines that impact your days. But I think during the winter, when there's an emphasis on night, that is where the focus of your routine should be, okay? And it doesn't have to be an 87-step process. It can truly be 30 minutes before you want to go to bed, you dim your lights a little bit, you brush your teeth, maybe shower, and use some of your favorite lotions and oils, and then get in bed without your phone. And I promise you, if you don't have your phone and you're in bed, it's probably going to be pretty easy to fall asleep a lot quicker. That's it. That can take less than 30 minutes, but doing it around the same time each day, at least during the week, and trying to wake up around the same time each morning if you can, again, do your best, can go a long way in regulating your energy and regulating that internal 24-hour clock that we all have. Now, next is movement. Prioritize moving your body in any way you can. So movement or exercise generates energy. This time of year, we need all the energy we can get. And we like to think that when we have enough energy, we'll do the thing, but we actually have to create energy to do the thing, right? People who work out regularly seem like they're able to do it because they have all this energy. No, they have energy because they move their bodies. We tend to want to wait around to do something when we feel energized, but it doesn't work that way. You have to do the thing to get the energy, especially when it's dark. We need a bit more help with our energy levels. We need a bit more help with our happiness levels. Exercise is one of the best ways that we can create energy and happy hormones. And getting exercise, as long as it's not high intensity within an hour or two of trying to go to bed, could actually help you get better sleep. According to research by Johns Hopkins, just 30 minutes of moderate exercise can actually help you get higher quality sleep that same night. The higher quality of sleep you get, the more energy you will have during the day. The next thing you can do to support your circadian rhythm is to get exposure to sunlight as early as possible. Now, during the summer, when the sun rises early and is often up when we wake, we tend to feel more energized from that early exposure. It's light when we wake up and that gets us going. But during the winter, we're usually up and moving before the sun comes up. I mean, I've had jobs where I was at work before the sun came up and by the time I got off, the sun was down. It can almost take us longer to truly wake. Now, if you can get outside, even for like 
30 seconds without sunglasses once the sun is up so your eyes can register that natural sunlight, it really helps your circadian rhythm distinguish between day and night. The Huberman Lab podcast actually did a really interesting episode on this talking all about your sleep toolkit and what you need to feel more rested. I will link it in the show notes if you want to check it out. But exposure to sun as early as we can get it helps so much. It really helps us reset that internal clock that says, hey, it's daytime. It's time to have energy. All right. So next, supporting our circadian rhythm. We got to ease up on the caffeine. I know. Boo, tomato, tomato. I'm throwing tomatoes. I know because the best coffee drinks are this time of year. Like peppermint mocha me, please. It's delicious. We love it. We love the, the red Starbucks cups and you can have that. But when we get to having it multiple in a day, particularly anytime afternoon, our poor bodies really struggle to keep up and it can really interrupt your circadian rhythm because it delays that melatonin production that we need. And you aren't able to sleep when you actually should be sleeping. And then you feel more tired. And then the next day you want more caffeine and it is a cycle. My personal preference for healthy caffeine consumption is to have one one, (laughs) one source of caffeine before noon. If the hours are PM, it's a no, it's a no. And also not having it on an empty stomach because we want to avoid the spike and crash of our blood sugar. So make sure that you have some food in your stomach, preferably a source of protein, some healthy fats in your stomach before you have caffeine, especially if you do like sweeter coffee drinks. I'm not going to tell you not to drink it. I'm just saying have some protein in your stomach beforehand so that you don't spike and crash your blood sugar. Again, the goal is stable energy throughout the day. So to recap what we're doing to support our circadian rhythm, a somewhat consistent sleep schedule and getting a juicy evening self-care routine in to help us go to bed. And you know, revenge bedtime procrastination is real. It is when we feel like, man, all day I have given my time to everybody else. I give my time to my job. I give my time to my kids. So I'm going to get in on this Netflix. I'm going to watch all the TikToks. I'm going to take this time for me. You stay up too late doing it. Then you're tired in the morning. I get it. I've been there. What if, if you are going to revenge bedtime procrastinate, (laughs) Instead of giving that time to Netflix or to your screens, you give that time to yourself. So even if you do a little revenge bedtime procrastination, what if you did it taking a bath? What if you did it reading a really juicy book or taking extra time with your skincare or doing something that is genuinely going to feel good? That might switch your perspective a little bit when it comes to night routines, all right? We are also moving our bodies in any way, really aiming for 30 minutes of moderate movement to help regulate energy levels and improve sleep quality. We're getting outside for a moment as the sun is up. Just step outside for one minute. Have your coffee on your balcony. Open a window. Look outside. Whatever you got to do to get that sun exposure so that your brain knows it's daytime. And speaking of coffee, we're going to be mindful of it. Try having no more than one per day, preferably before noon and after we have eaten, avoiding it on an empty stomach. So those are going to be our focus areas to support our energy levels this winter. The next form of self-care we're focusing on, the big D, vitamin D. Get your mind out of the gutter, okay? You... (laughs) 
We've probably heard at length how important vitamin D is for everyone. And for Black people, we got to multiply that times three, underline, exclamation point, retweet. It's extra important for us. Our melanin is amazing. It's beautiful. It's magical. But unfortunately, it does inhibit our ability to absorb the vitamin D we need from the sun. You pair that with winter where there is very little sun to begin with, where we're more covered up because it's cold, then a lot of us need a bit of extra support. Now, according to the National Library of Medicine, Black people are 15 to 20 times more likely to experience vitamin D deficiency. Vitamin D deficiency is correlated to worse health outcomes from all mortality, adverse pregnancy and birth outcomes, cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's and dementia, MS, respiratory tract infections, and COVID-19, to name a few. Vitamin D is really important for our health, okay? It is a fat-soluble vitamin that helps our bodies retain calcium, which is critical for bone health, especially in women, especially the older we get. It reduces inflammation in the body, helps control infections, and supports our immune system. So that's likely why those adverse health outcomes that I just described are often correlated with lower vitamin D levels, just hearing about all these things that vitamin D does for our bodies. And beyond the physical, research also suggests that low vitamin D levels are correlated to some forms of depression. So when we think about winter, lack of light, this is when the winter blues happen. It's cold and flu season, aka when our immune systems aren't working as well. The math is just, it's mathing. It's mathing with all of this. So it's a good idea in your yearly physical to ask your doctor for a blood panel to see where your vitamin levels are. If they report back that your vitamin D levels are low, then it may be a good time to supplement. Knowing where your vitamin D levels are will help you gauge how much to supplement because you don't want to overdo it, right? You can have too much of a good thing. Vitamin D toxicity is a real thing, so we don't want to just go willy-nilly. We want to know where we're at so that we know how much we need to get the right amount for our bodies. So let's talk about getting your vitamin D in. Now, there aren't a ton of foods that naturally have vitamin D, so it can be hard to get it uh, through diet if you can't get it from the sun. Some foods that can support healthy vitamin D levels would be fatty fish, salmon, also fortified foods. It's added to a lot of our milks, store-bought plant milks and juices. Cereals will often have vitamin D added to them. So because it's hard to get from food, again, supplementation is often recommended, but you want to talk to your doctor before taking anything. If you opt to supplement uh, your vitamin D, look for a vitamin D3K2 pairing. Now, research suggests vitamin D3 and K2 work really well together because K2 helps your body transport calcium from the vitamin D to your bones where it belongs instead of accumulating in your arteries, okay? This is something to be really mindful of. So you want to make sure that the vitamin D3 that you take also has K2. Now, a lot of supplements do pair vitamin D3 and K2. I personally really like the version from Athletic Greens. It's just drops that I can either drop into my mouth or add to my drink. But again, if you do supplement with vitamin D, make sure it has that K2. Those two vitamins are buddies. So our last tip for taking care of our physical bodies during the winter is getting fresh air in any way we can. We talked about the importance of getting some some sunlight, some eye exposure to sunlight. I mean, don't look directly at the sun, but you know, 
look outside when it's light out. But we need that fresh air too. I know it's cold. I know. I know it's cold. I hate the cold. I mean, I moved to Southern California for crying out loud because I hate cold that much. But we still have to be getting outside as much as we can. Now, according to the University of Utah, studies have shown spending time outside triggers physiological responses that help lower stress, reduce feelings of isolation from cabin fever, and gives us a sense of belonging. So again, whether you bundle up and take a walk, like I said, sit on your balcony and have your tea or your coffee, play in the snow, go out to the mountain, whatever you got to do to get outside, it is so beneficial for your health. Okay. And I say this as a person who hates being cold, who doesn't like the snow, all of the things we have to get outside for our physical and mental health. And the last thing, the last thing I love during winter that is a little bit more indulgent, uh, but has really saved me, especially when I was living in Seattle is making time for warmth. So I often couldn't afford to take a vacation to a warm place during the winter. Although, hey, if you got it like that and you can, beautiful. If not, find warmth. Go find a sauna. Is there a sauna at your gym? Is, are there local saunas on ClassPass that you can book? Can you take a hot yoga class? When you just feel that warm air on your skin generates heat in the body, it feels incredible during this time of year. It is like such a reset and it has so many benefits, especially if you're getting that infrared heat. And we can definitely do a full episode on temperature and the roles both heat and coldness play in our health. But I promise you, seeking out that warmth this time of year, whether it's a hot yoga class or just a few minutes in a sauna, is a game changer. All right, so we've talked about our energy levels during the winter. We've talked about how we're going to take care of our bodies this winter. Now I want to talk about some emotional self-care, because this time of year can be really hard with the holidays and the feelings that that can bring up. So let's talk about some emotional self-care strategies. First thing, the B word, big B, and that B stands for boundaries, okay? Now is a really important time to set and uphold your boundaries. For some folks, you may be spending time with family, which can be beautiful. And also depending on your personal situation, that can be really hard. And for many people, it can be both simultaneously. So before going back home to see family or going to holiday gatherings, it's important to look inward and say, okay, these are the boundaries that I am setting for myself. I am prepared. These are the things I know that are coming at me and I'm prepared with my response, right? So examples of that could be, I do not consent to comments or conversations about my weight or about my body. And if someone brings that up, here's what I'm going to say and have your response ready. Or I do not consent to comments or conversations about my relationship or my relationship status. And if someone brings that up, here is what I'm going to say. Or I do not consent to comments or conversations about my reproductive choices or family planning. And if someone brings that up, here is what I'm going to say. So we are ready with these responses of how we're going to draw these boundaries around these things that we just may not want to talk about in that moment. And that is okay. Prepare yourself and get really clear on what is off limits for you. Now, I don't know your situation and I don't know your people. I can say from personal experience, oftentimes with these really important boundaries, 
people don't respond well. <laughs> people don't. And I'm not saying that they will respond and just well and just be like, okay. Uh, in fact, most people don't. Here's the thing. Their response is not your responsibility. I'm going to say that one more time. Their response is not your responsibility. Having those boundaries in place for your well-being that are stated firmly and respectfully, that is your only responsibility. And how someone else takes it or how they feel about it, that is their feeling to manage. It is not your responsibility to manage someone else's feelings, especially if you are communicating something clearly and respectfully. Now, I also want to talk about feelings of isolation that can come from this season, particularly around the holidays, because it can also feel really, really lonely and hard if you are in that space. First off, if you are there, I want to send you so much warmth and love and comfort. I want to remind you that what we often see reflected back to us in this current earthly realm is not all there is for you. So even if you aren't doing all of the holiday things or your personal situation looks different, you are still infinitely loved in ways that can't be reflected in the earthly realm. Your holiday plans are not a reflection of how loved and valued you are. Okay. Now, if you are feeling isolated, uh, I encourage you to lean into creating what it is that you want to feel. If that is leaning on chosen family, if that is creating your own holiday traditions and sharing it with chosen family, if that is doing activities you always wanted to do, but never got a chance, right? If you were a kid who is obsessed with watching ice skating, go ice skating, boo. Take some lessons, learn how to do it. You're an adult now. Maybe, I don't, I don't know how old you are listening to this. Most of our listeners are adults. <laughs> uh, you can do whatever you want, right? Take a cooking class, create your own DIY retreat where you take the holiday weekend to fully indulge yourself at home. Volunteer and support a cause that's meaningful to you. It is absolutely possible to both acknowledge what it is, acknowledge maybe those feelings of isolation, and create a new reality. And you can do those things simultaneously. And lastly, as we got to do it, I want to talk about the finances because financial stress is very real. And currently, we're in a really uncertain, challenging time economically. The stock market's all over the place. Inflation is high. Life is expensive. A lot of people are losing their jobs. It's very real out here. It's very stressful. And even during maybe more quote unquote normal, whatever that means, years when all that isn't going on, usually between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we all kind of lose our minds a little bit with our budget. Like we go buck wild. And then in January, when the bill comes, we'd be like, oh. And a lot of these things compounding can be really, really stressful, especially if we start off the year feeling behind. So I just really encourage you to be diligent about tending to your finances this season and tending to your financial wellness this season, right? Set a budget for gifts, plan out what you're buying in advance and stick to that budget as close as you can. Something that has helped me a ton is I actually started a holiday sinking fund in my own budget to cover travel and gifts during this season. 
because I found, especially once I moved further away from family and I had to start traveling back, that travel really hits different and I needed to be able to account for it earlier in my budget than I was. So last year, I tracked how much I spent on travel for the holidays and I set that as the baseline for how much I want to spend on travel again, give or take. Uh, Then looking at my budget for the year and my financial goals, I said, okay, I am able and willing to spend this certain amount on gifts, this certain total on gifts. That number, uh, how much I can spend on gifts and how much I estimate my travel will cost is my savings goal throughout the year. So in my bank account, I actually set up a savings bucket. Most online banks will let you do this. And each month I moved over a certain amount to this savings bucket so that once I got to this time of year, the money that I needed to spend on travel and gifts is there and ready. And I also recognize just the ability to do that is a blessing. There have absolutely been many years where I was not able to do that, but even just tracking your finances diligently can be so helpful. Now also, this episode's coming out, it's December. It's a little late for that, but start planning for next year, right? So track how much you're spending, track how much your plane tickets costs, track how much gifts cost, Uh, modify depending on your financial needs and goals and start moving things over and saving in the new year if you're able to. So this is called the sinking fund method and it's really helped me so much. It just eases the process of budgeting for this time of year. It makes it a lot less stressful and I just feel so much more peace and ease with this holiday budgeting method. And once I get to January, I then don't feel like, ooh, now I'm making up for everything I was doing in November and December financially, right? Because we want to start the new year feeling fresh and abundant, okay? So try it out. Or at least just really be mindful and diligent about tracking your spending in this current season just so that you can see where you're at. All right, Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Balanced Black Girl. I hope you find these winter self-care tips helpful. Head to the show notes for more information about today's episode, as well as links and discount codes from our amazing sponsors. And if you haven't joined us in Club Balanced, our Geneva community for Balanced Black Girl listeners, please come join the party. It is a fun space where we can chat more about the episodes. We have a monthly book club and more. And speaking of book club, this month's Balanced Black Girl book pick is How We Heal by Alex L. And I'm so excited for next week's episode of the podcast because I'm joined by Alex herself to talk about the stages of healing and the importance of reflection in this current season. I'm telling you, it is going to be a must listen episode. It is our last interview of the year. So make sure you're subscribed either on Apple or Spotify so that you don't miss it because it is an incredible conversation. That's it for this week, and I'll see you next Tuesday.